guys, I want to get loud all of a sudden. I'm do it. Sorry, I'm going to I knew it was coming. I'm sorry, guys. Can't I need back. to do that. It is. It is. You feel like Poseidon chucking that bugger down. <laughs> <laughs> chucking that bugger. Did Boy, you butt out that deer? I did not butt out that deer, but the next one I get, okay, I'm just getting his butt out. Is that little Stevie out here? Drobop. Bow drop. I'm sorry. Hello. Stay tuned. I'll be back after my seizure. <laughs> Every little chipmunk that was running around, everything's dead quiet, and I went. <laughs> like that. Just happened. Just happened. I saw what is in essence a nature gasm. <laughs> Welcome back around the Sonic Campfire. You're with the Rutten River Pursuit Podcast. Podcast. I am Uncle Buck, and who do I have with me tonight? Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm Catfish. I'm Kyle. I'm Steve. And I'm Will. And I'm excited, guys. Is that right? We have an outstanding guest that I've been dying to get on the show. You have been uh, mentioning this for a while. I've been mentioning I've been following her since a little bit before the outdoor show. Since the Little Mermaid. Well... The name, yes. You're giving it away, Will? I did. We just might as well just... Hint? Let's just let it out Good today. Hint. Guys, we have Ariel Druschel from Western Pennsylvania on the phone tonight. No yeah, way. buddy. What? And when it comes to the outdoors in Pennsylvania, I think she does about all of it. That's uh, from best I can tell on that Instagram account she's got. Yeah. She's doing it. I believe Killing she hunts it. PA. Killing it. And I, every <laughs> pun intended. Did you say she's on the line? Y- yes. Ariel, are you there? I'm here, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Of course. With such a uh, a broad spectrum of outdoor activities that we're dealing with here, uh, Ariel, I think the best place for us to start is at the beginning. Give us a little background, Ariel. Where did you fall in love with the outdoors? Like, where did that start? Yeah, so I actually... When I was growing up, my family, my dad and my uh, pap-pap, they were all big. My uncles, they were all real big into the outdoors. Um, At that time, though, I wasn't old enough that before PA had the mentor youth hunts. um, So I wasn't old enough to go out with them. Um, When I was about 11, my pap-pap had passed away. So I didn't have the opportunity to go out with him or my dad and any of my uncles because they kind of all got out of it. So for a couple of years, yeah. So for a couple of years after that, you know, um, I just really enjoyed always being outdoors, getting dirty, not not afraid to get my hands dirty. And um, as it, you know, the years went on and everything, I eventually met a guy who got me involved to take take me out in the outdoors. Um, my now husband, he actually, him and his family kind of opened, you know, the doors for me to be able to go hunting. And ever since then, it was all history from there. But um, I always had the passion and the drive to be in the outdoors, um, whether it's hunting or fishing. And since then, I've learned a lot and definitely gained as a hunter more traits, um, techniques, skills. Um, and ever since then, too, um, my dad actually came out of retirement from hunting, per se. So nice. now I get to go with, yeah, so I get to go with my uncles now and my dad. And it's definitely a family tradition That's now, cool. which is the best thing you could ever wish for. You, you yeah. pulled him back in. Yes. Perfect. Good on you. You know, yeah. it's, it's interesting, Ariel. We've had several women hunters on the show and... I would say a fair majority of them, it's, they didn't get involved in the outdoors from a young age. It's, they had a influence bring them in once they were 
of an older age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's uh, it's interesting how we, we kind of see these re- recurring themes. What uh, yeah. what did you kind of get brought in hunting? Um, you know, was it small game, deer? What? How did you get involved? It primarily started out with deer. So deer hunting was the biggest. I remember it still to this day. The first deer that I shot was with my two forty three. It was a doe, and it was probably about 400 and some yards. First time, you know, ever actually going out hunting wow. for a deer, and I was able to seal the deal on one. Wow. Pretty far shot. So yeah, ever, since then, <laughs> ever since then, it started with the deer, and then from there, I fell in love with turkey hunting, which is also one of my favorites. And I guess I could say I love it all. I'll probably keep saying one of my favorites, but I guess they're all kind of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to pick, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so, we we know how you feel. We know how you feel. So t- tell us the story about your first deer. So you you, so, you killed it at four hundred yards. You said six hundred. Yeah, I I wish it was about six. It was about it was a little over four hundred. That's quite but, a poke. Um, yeah, that's a poke. <laughs> I always find that hunt specifically memorable too, though, because it was my first hunt out, you know, super excited. It was before Pennsylvania even changed the tags and everything, the hunting license. So it was those old cardboard looking ones with the, you had to rip them off and mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> so yeah. I rem- I'll never forget, you know, first time out, I was all excited, pumped up to go up and hunt. Well, I, I'll admit it. I accidentally, you know, I, it was real cold out too. So I put my hood up over my fluorescent hat as well. And I didn't have it fully shown at the time, and I forgot to pull it down. And once you know, I did get stopped by a game warden my first trip out. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, I, you know, definitely added to the memory, but I remember that (laughs) clearly. (laughs) Definitely won't forget that or make that mistake again. But, um, yeah, I, you know, we trekked up this giant mountain and hillside, and we kept seeing deer from way far down over the hill, and I had shot once, and I, I'll admit it, I missed, mm. and it still was there. I, ac- um, I actually grabbed my husband's gun that he was using, which was a 7 mag, and I missed it with that. <laughs> so I tried again, and I dropped it at 400 yards with that 243. Wow. Wow. Yep. Third Insane. time's a charm. Anyhow. Right. That's impressive. Now, I assume at that point you had so much adrenaline going, you probably couldn't tell the difference between uh, the two forty three and the seven millimeter, could you? Mm, Exactly. And I, you know, and I still like I thought to myself, I'm like, how does someone miss with a seven mag that far? But to be honest, I was I was afraid of it before. But then whenever I shot it, you like you said, there was so much adrenaline. I didn't even know what was going on. I just said, hand me my gun. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Ariel, was that your first hunt? in in general or was had you been hunting deer for a while before you harvested that doe that was my first actual real trip out like hunting i had my gun i had my license um that was my first trip i had tagged along on like some small game hunts just walking and getting used to everything but um as far as an actual hunt that was my first one ever so so your level of uh excitement was probably through the roof to say oh absolutely Absolutely. Whenever they, I mean, it, if if you don't cry, I think on every or get choked up on every harvest you have, mm-hmm. um, or just in general have that feeling of it, excitement and that adrenaline. I just, I think that you know, if you don't have that feeling, then you don't need to be out there in the outdoors. When you have that feeling, that's when you know you're passionate. It's truly what you love, and you love to share that experience with others, and hope that they have the same love and passion for you. 
Yeah. And I, I've actually said that to a lot of people. It's like, you know, the day that I'm in a tree stand and a deer comes into sight and my legs don't start shaking, that's the day I'll hang it up. Because, I mean, for Absolutely. me, every deer I see, I get that sewing machine leg going, whether I'm standing or sitting, doesn't matter. I just get so worked up as soon as I see uh -huh. one. What's that like? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, to see deer? <laughs> uh, I, I'm famous for that shaky leg i always send a video hey guys <laughs> you know what this means you know what this means i'm exact opposite i don't get that till after i shoot but oh, after yeah. after i shoot and connect then i come unglued that's yeah. well that's yeah. when it gets worse much worse i'm, I'm pretty oh, yeah. good at staying rock solid until afterwards but it's at, yeah. afterwards i'm <laughs> Look like I have hypothermia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we all can relate to that, though. <laughs> I'm just really happy nobody can see me. <laughs> right. It, it looks bad. <laughs> that's why my. That's why I think I like solo hunts the best because then when you have a meltdown or you're crying or you're just shaking like a leaf, you're like, okay, nobody's watching, right? There's no trail cameras around me. <laughs> that's why I don't hunt with all these guys, Ariel. Because when I have the breakdowns, yep. they, they're not there to. Phil just, he likes to shoot deer so he can pet them. Yep. <laughs> I just wanted to pet you. And then I cry because they didn't get back up. <laughs> Bless your heart. Um, they have a thing called BAM. You can, you can, I can just, you can just trank them. You can trank them for a while. I heard you got to go to a special school for that, though. <laughs> Well, I um, just wanted to pet you. Ariel, something else that I think yeah. uh, in keeping with the traditions and the themes that we've had with a lot of the uh, ladies who hunt that have been on our show, um, you know, like, like Kyle pointed out, it's the significant other oftentimes that got them into it a little later in life. How old were you uh, when you had this, this hunt? I was uh, 16. Okay. So yeah. you... You weren't married at the time, but this was your boyfriend then. He got you back out there and doing this stuff. How many years yep. did it take for you to become a better hunter than him? Um, <laughs> well, well, I, I'll probably get some backlash from him. but uh, <laughs> Just say it. He won't but, listen. Out with it. Yeah, he's, he probably doesn't way, listen. He, he, put, he, he showed me, he, he messed up when he showed me all the good spots and, you know, what to do. Because now I don't think he's gotten a deer since... <laughs> We've been together uh, for funny. almost yeah. that 12 years now. Oh, I totally and feel his for pain. almost three. Uh -oh. So he, he always just says, well, you'll take care of us, won't you? <laughs> Bless his heart. And it's funny because I, I sort of prefaced it that way, that it was going to be a common theme, but it turns yeah. out to actually be a pretty common mm -hmm. theme. You know, a lot of the ladies out hunt uh, their significant others. And I'm finding it to be true even just with my daughter. My wife doesn't hunt at all. But, you know, since I've had my daughter out, she killed a buck bigger than anything I've killed when she was 10. And uh, yep. she's been out hunting me Good every day her. since. Uh, yeah. Once I taught Lacey how to turkey hunt, I don't think I've ever killed another turkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still swear women have some of the best outdoor luck that yeah. there, there is to find. It's because they're a lot more patient and they listen. Yep. probably Which, right and yeah. they can sit it's they probably can not even sit luck more. it's probably they're just probably better ladies in general can just sit more still i think yeah. yeah yeah you know it's crazy though i am probably one of the most impatient people that there is i mean i my mom always joked that you know i i was born er, uh three weeks earlier than i should have been and she always said that i was impatient and antsy and then it's true but whenever i'm hunting or i'm fishing or i'm on the ice 
I could sit there all day long and outfit every single other guy on the ice or every single guy that's out hunting with us. And I just, I don't come in until I have something in my hands. That's awesome. That's, I, that's I, I fidget like catfish is like, you know, just lay down or something. Stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need, put, I need, put I need your he still sedatives. puts up with me. I roofie myself in the woods. Just you what? To, <laughs> You've roofied yourself in the yeah, woods? Just to sit still, yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah, I go out there and... It's a little aggressive, Phil. Uh, I, I sit still. I you miss. argue with yourself? Uh, yeah. I said sit still or I'll roofie you. Yeah, I'll roofie your butt again, Phil. <laughs> and I did. You what? I taught myself that. No. Uh, Stevie, it's all right. But. He's... I'm lost. Yeah. Well, we'll get you caught back up in a minute. Stevie doesn't hurt. Honey really doesn't know the importance of sitting still. Or roofies, I guess. <laughs> or that, roofies. That yeah. There's a That's few a, times I've taken Stevie fishing where I thought I'd have to roofie him for him to slow down a little bit. Anyhow. He doesn't stop. He doesn't uh, stop. Yeah. He's a, once he sees the water, he runs towards it. Well, I know we've been we've been focused a little bit on the hunting background and, and you know your first hunt that you were on and, and how you're... Uh, really outdoing your husband with all the hunting, but I know Stevie's chomping at the bit. Let's get some yeah, fishing questions in the, in the mixer, Steve. The hunting. That was that's more than enough. Yeah, hunting, well, we're going to be coming back to it. We didn't oh, yeah. talk archery yet, but go go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we started looking. I'm looking through your Instagram. She hunts PA, mm-hmm. and a uh, lot of ice fishing pictures there. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. So ice fishing is probably one of my most favorite things to do when it's cold frigid the worst that there could be that's the best time to be out and um this past couple years in a row we've been involved in a um a tournament series um put on by a couple of our friends and since then it's grown it's the western pa hard water tournament series mm-hmm. um and we have been um, very involved with hosting the tournament and helping with that but just in general participating in it and it is one of the most exciting fun things to participate in and i can't ever wait for the first ice to come through people are like oh no ice but meanwhile we're over here just twiddling our thumbs waiting for that first safe ice to come (laughs) that's that tournament's on four or five different lakes isn't it yeah so it actually um it depends we're having this year they're actually i can say that they're hoping to have about five tournament series going on um, for this year, and one is actually in the works to hopefully be out in Central PA. No kidding. Say what? Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Go yes. on. Can you yeah, tell us so, where in Central PA? <laughs> I don't know where yet. Um, that's still in the the works. There are the tournament director, um, one of them, Gus. He actually um, has been talking with me, saying you know they're planning on different locations and announcing that before too long but there's a lot of awesome things coming this year especially for the tournament series it's been growing um and with that being said the payout for them first place man how would it feel to take over a grand for first place no kidding yep i could live with that yep (laughs) i'm not i wouldn't be in any danger of getting it but i could I could live with that. That's a yeah. whack of money. That, that is, is a whole, whack. That's, that's a whack yeah. of cheese right there. Good cheddar. <laughs> Produce a whole whack of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. So how was your ice fishing season this past year? Oh, it was one of the best ones I've ever had. Yeah. Best. You slammed yeah. the crappie this year. <laughs> yes. My favorite. So we... um. 
we were hitting it really hard, you know, just pre-fishing for all the tournaments and then just in general going out whenever there wasn't a tournament, just fishing for fun. Mm-hmm. And I caught some of the biggest uh, crappie that I have ever caught through the ice. Um, I actually reeled in one of uh, a northern pike up in Presque Isle um, during the tournament. Now, no it was panfish only and lunker for the panfish, but I reeled into that on uh, just a purple Swedish pimple with four pounds test, I think it was. <sighs> and I got it through right at the top of the hole, and right then and there, it snapped it right off. But Dang. my oh, <laughs> heartbreaker. That's why we but, call it the heartbreaker. <laughs> But wait, it gets better. My husband actually scooped it up. I said, you better grab that thing. And he scooped it up, no reached kidding. down in the hole, and uh, drug it out. So I he's, actually was able to... <laughs> like, he stuck his hand in the hole with an angry pike head yes. sticking up out of there. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. Yep. Is hard. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but like it's it's so exciting though. You never know what you're gonna bring through the ice. I mean, so, I was set up for panfish. We should have had him on the podcast. That. We should have. <laughs> no. But you know what? <laughs> That's okay. Maybe another time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get him on. She's like, I'm still a better hunter than him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. You know, um, we have very limited time. Um, when when catfish or, or Stevie says it's time. You know, we got to drop everything, tell our families, you know, we love them, kiss them goodbye and, uh, and get on the ice because there's just, it's not here long. And, uh, we had about a month here last year and that was the longest stretch we've had in In a while. In a while. Yeah. We were actually blessed to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Before that. How long is your, do you typically have safe ice out there? So it can depend. This actually, this ice season was pretty darn good to us. We got pretty much all but one of the the last final um, tournaments in, um, because the ice started to go away in uh, Presque Isle. But we had it for, I'd say probably. I mean, it was almost two months for the most wow. part of safe ice, which wow. is really great for out here. Um, but it. it yeah, we drop everything like you guys said. Yeah, don't you get mad at like there's people that live up north where they you know have three months of you know four foot thick ice and driving their trucks out, driving trucks on yeah. it. Yeah, and we're happy to get six inches of ice in a, right in a tiny we, we sled. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always walking out with your spud bar and everything. You're like, oh. is it still safe? Is it still safe? <laughs> Do you ever fall through? So. I have not personally oh. followed through. Um, that's definitely one of my biggest fears. Um, and I, I will, t- I will say, um, I had, I was out on, I went to school at Edinburgh and it's a my house colder that I up lived there. in. Oh yeah. A lot colder. <laughs> um, but my house was right on the lake, um, right there. So my husband and I had gone out the one day, you know, we just decided we would go out and I actually watched him fall through in front of me oh, and I man. was right behind him oh. at safe distance, but I watched him fall through. And that to me was the most terrifying thing. And since then, I mean, he got out, thank God, everything was fine. Did he you, was definitely cold. Did you scoop <laughs> him up like a pike? <laughs> I, sh- I should have, but I stood there and froze. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have too. I'm sure. H- how did he get out? Did he have spikes? He actually, he, I mean, he's fallen through a couple times. He's not really afraid to fall through, which is terrifying. But yeah. um, 
Wow. He, um, he was, he was more calm than anything. I mean, I was the one probably freaking out the most, but he just real mm -hmm. calm, put his arms out, told me to back up slowly. And he just spread his weight evenly and just kept crawling till he got out. And I don't know how he was so calm, but he did it and he was okay. But it, it took me about a year for me to even want to go back out on the I ice bet. after that. You're supposed to like try to raise your feet up behind you so that you're flat, mm -hmm. like, and swim across the top of the water yep. till you can yeah. crawl. Oh man. Yep. That's yep. exactly it. Did you and, guys, I mean, safety is like my biggest thing, yeah. um, whether it's ice fishing or it's hunting. I mean, in my blind bag, I keep the most, probably what to some people sounds like the most ridiculous things to keep in your blind bag. But I mean, I always keep my, um, emergency blanket flares, like everything. I keep it all with me. So when we go out on the ice, I have my picks. I have a spud bar. I have my float suit that I wear. Um, I have my cleats on. I have everything that you can possibly need to be as proactive and safe sure. um, because I don't want to see that happen to myself or anyone else out on the ice. Mm -hmm. You know, I always preach to everyone safety first and always. You should work for OSHA. I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that you have one of the suits with the styrofoam in them or something like that, right? That if you yep. do fall through it, that's cool. I'm too yes. cheap to buy one of those, so <laughs> I just roll the dice. Goodbye. <laughs> I always do. I always, I always just send Logan out first and say, hey, walk out there and check that ice with yeah. you. Yeah. Stevie wears was fins in a snorkel, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Flippers. You see me walking out there in the ice. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, if, I, if, if I'm ever out with you guys and I see you going through, don't worry. I'll be right behind you with all the safety stuff. <laughs> nice. Did you guys catch anything after you fell through that day or did you pack it up? Oh, we packed it right up and went in the house. <laughs> oh, I think it just would have been a nice hold of fish through then. Uh, one more ice fishing question. I saw this tank. Yeah. I saw this tank largemouth you caught through the ice. Oh yes. Was that this year? That was this year. That was the first time out on the ice. First ice. Get out. You got GPS coordinates for that? Yeah. Send them to us. I might be able to tell you a few things, but I oh, don't think goodness. I can say it over the air. How How did that happen? <laughs> we rarely catch bass. Yeah. Bass through the ice. Oh, yeah. It's our so unicorn. You have to come to Western PA. All right. We um we know an <laughs> talked him into it. We know another group over there, uh, you know, out west and uh, the old family, Aaron and uh, Samantha. Yes, they were in the ice fishing series. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're our friends. And uh, yeah, he caught a a whack of bass and uh, through the ice, and we we're just I can't, you know, it's just something we don't get to see, and you know. I don't That's know. wild. Yeah, you guys. Maybe we're not good at. <laughs> Maybe we just stink at ice fishing. Crappy perch and <laughs> no. trout. Just gotta be trout in the right and sunnies. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be in the right spot. Well, t t sure. typically when we're out, we're fishing ten to twenty feet of water too. Yeah. Bass, Ooh, bass wow. are always up in six, eight feet normally in Lake and Lake Mead and some of the lakes we're at. Really? Yeah. yeah. If you want to fish for bass, you go find the old weed beds that are dead and right. Yep. Remember what's the very his, shallows. What's his name agreed with that? Aaron. Aaron. No, no, no. Yeah, him, but what's the other fella named? Dave Gens. Dave Gens? Yeah, that guy we talked to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the and the Oles are another great example of uh a couple that hunts and fishes together and uh yeah, the ladies <laughs> yeah. ladies are getting the job yeah, done over top it. of the guys, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Ariel, your fishing does not stop with the ice. Um, you obviously keep fishing through the spring and the summer. What uh, what do you like to target during the warmer months? So, still my favorite definitely has to be panfish. Crappy for sure. 
um, the Hard Water Series actually did uh, an open water tournament at mm-hmm. our local lake. Soft water um, series. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, my part, well, we weren't actually fishing it in the tournament. We were helping post the tournament. So we were with the um, one of the tournament directors on his boat just fishing for fun. Um, but we entered in the lunker and... I had never caught the biggest crappie in my life until that day. Really? That was, yeah, we actually, we won the lunker, my partner cool. and I. So that was super exciting. Um, How big was but it? It was, I didn't actually, you know what? I never actually measured it, but it was, what was it? It was 1.64 pounds. Whoa. That's pretty so, Yeah, that's a beast. Yeah, that's a big pan yeah. of fish. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'll do it all. I love to still catfish. Um, and then the local lake by us too is really known for sh- big stripers. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps sounding better and better. Doesn't yeah. it guys? Yeah. We're You're packing gonna... our bags. And what would this lake's name be? <laughs> do you have a spare bedroom? Cause it's now the Stevie miser <laughs> suite. I got a spare bedroom and a couple sheds. Oh, there you go. Oh, shed. More therapeutic for you, like a sauna. Yeah. Be yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you familiar at all with Conuit Lake? Conneaut? Conneaut Lake. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I bow fish there quite often. So it's good fishing there? It's good fishing and bow fishing. Great. Really? Make me feel worse about myself. I was up in Meadville about three weeks ago and, uh, for one overnight stay and i fished the shores of the lake there a little bit and didn't catch a thing uh, but there was probably a, a lot of night. speed boaters huh it that's a hard lake to fish because okay now you um, make me feel better every- thank you because <laughs> everyone if you go right before any of the the people with their big giant speed boats and their jet skis if you go before all of that happens great fishing if you go mm-hmm. during ice fishing great fishing for pike oh wow it was actually the end of the day, right before dark, last half hour. So I found a place to throw, but yeah, I got bit off by something. I'm going to say it was a pike now, but uh, yep, that lake is crawling with pike. Other than <laughs> other than that, I didn't have a bite. Oh. Is, is there like a pike line in PA, like where there's a, a latitude line where there's pike and like? That's a good question. I mean, because we're not there. It's yeah. below the uh, porcupine line. <laughs> <laughs> Generally. Generally, yeah. Yeah, right. we don't have porcupines much either. Nope. <laughs> I think the hemlock yeah, line we, is where it, it's drawn. <laughs> I would say that there's definitely a lot of, especially where we are, there's definitely a lot of lakes that have the pike. Um, musky too, but I've yet to catch a musky, so I don't know where they are or how you catch them. I've yet to do that, so. <laughs> Bass fish. Then you'll catch musky. <laughs> that's that's Stevie's right. trick. That's Stevie's that's tip of the, the day. Trick. Yep. Yep. That's a really good trick, though. That's a, tip, a very good tip to know. So tell us about this striper lake. So, they, <laughs> for the do, next, do you for you the next know, 45 you, minutes, yeah, Stevie I, wants to know about the striper yeah. lake. Stevie's on to the striper. The lake. This is actually the prime time for it right now. Is it? You go in, yeah, you fish for them in the evening, really late at night till the morning, pretty much. But mm-hmm. they will. they will hit hard. And they are big. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you trolling yep. those or are you, you vertical? So I, I know, yeah. So I know a lot of people that do troll for them. Um, but a lot of other people will wait in the water or you can go from the boat and you just pretty much, there's one area where 
there's a, you know, a road bed meets and uh, it's just like the right spot to be. And they'll come into that because they're um, that lake has a lot of bait fish in it and they're coming after the bait fish. So um, it's very successful lake for stripers. They are they can be hard to catch, but yeah. when you get into them and, you know, you'll hear them um, smacking off the water and swirling around and it's pretty exciting. You can catch them while waiting. Yep. People will do that, too. Oh, man. That's a new yep. dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are more than welcome to come out, and I can help show you guys where to go. <laughs> yeah, we be careful. We saying need yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have seven new best <laughs> yeah. friends, and Stevie won't leave until he catches a striper. We traveled. Yeah. We traveled twenty four hours <laughs> to somebody that uh, invited us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, truth. <laughs> Last week, yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a whim, <laughs> or a fifteen-month well, whim. <laughs> well, this will be a shorter drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> we We don't catch a whole lot of stripers. There's a couple of lakes back here, um, but yeah. it's, it's like Lake Racetown. But it's it's kind of tough to to catch them there. I've, we we can stay I've at Castle Crowmakers halfway there. There you go. Yeah. We can stay at my dad's place. There we go. Yeah, it's a big lake, but it's uh, it's another one with a lot of boats. And well, the lake Lake Mead's like that. It's the same thing as she's saying. Yeah. When we go out early in the morning from like you know five to nine, it's it's can be pretty magical. But hit ten o'clock and all the ski boats and wake boats yeah. come out, it t- you know mm-hmm. shuts off. Even I think the pontoons kind of, you know, yeah. when they come out at eight thirty, they kind of start to get finicky. I hate those pontoons. They just drive over the all worst. the good fishing areas. Yeah, we need to go out and make like floating buoy like traffic cones so they can't go in our fishing spot, <laughs> <laughs> or just take turns like guarding it with you know like potato guns or something. Water balloons filled with paint. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll have ample warnings with the megaphone. You know what I mean? Cease yeah, and desist and all that. This is a restricted area. You're now entering Stevie's giant bass hole. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right, that Abort. sounded horrible. Abort. <laughs> Abort. Abort. <laughs> no, it's... So, I think for us to, like, go to, like, Pittsburgh's about three, four hours or something. Mm-hmm. It's not horrible. Yeah. Oh, it's not far at all. Yeah. Come on out. I mean, that's like that's like two podcasts and we're there. Right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, I we saw some snow geese pictures on your instagram page too right back to the cold yes. weather yeah let's go back yeah. to the cold weather a little bit but he's transitioning yeah, he, into hunting though i'm proud of him yeah good work good job stevie Bravo. sorry he's just building <laughs> yeah. up the question whether or not that they taste <laughs> he, did, he did ask that question i, I was asking <laughs> earlier i was looking at your pictures and asked if they tasted different than you know, canadians Oh wait, real, wait, wait, wait! Real quick on that. It's funny whenever we fished with that dude in Canada uh-huh. on a whim that we just met at the Mississauga River. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And he yeah, just yeah. took us fishing. We're walking back with this guy, and Will totally looks at him and goes, "There's a ton of geese in the yard, and they're all looking at us funny." He's like, "They'll attack you," and he's like, "So, like, since we're in Canada, do you just call them geese?" <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's what like, say? and the guy looked at him. He's like, "Well." They're gooses, but in the, there's lots of them. They're geese, and I went. So you don't call them Canadian geese. Me and Will had to laugh. Yeah, he was, didn't. No, he was not picking up. He was like, yeah, he he was had like, no, so, anyhow, side yeah. rail. Go ahead. 
Ask her a question. Sorry, I, Stephen. I've lost, totally lost my train of thought. The white there. geese. About the white oh geese. yeah, yeah they taste the, more like regular geese. Do the, do the, they're all they're all white meat. They're not white at all. <laughs> Actually, it's funny well, because if you cut them up and you set a steak right next to like a backstrap, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. with no filters on it, and you cut the same cut, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Like from yep, a, from a absolutely. camera picture, which one's which? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the, it's just steak. Miss Ariel, do what? Do white yeah. snow yeah. geese taste the same as Canadian geese? Yeah. Do they? In my opinion, I think I personally really can't tell the difference. How do you like to cook to them? Me- so we actually believe it or not, um, our friend he found a recipe for goose jerky. Oh wow! And believe it or not, it's really tasty. Tastes fantastic. The texture's great too. So that's what we primarily do. We'll save a lot of our meat so we get a big batch going, um, but we'll keep it in the freezer until we're ready for it. And that's what we'll primarily use with our uh, the goose meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's what I generally make out of it too. Really? Yep. I wonder if the Moses family does goose jerky. They yeah. should, but they should. They, they should. They yeah. definitely should. <laughs> I've, had, I've had good goose jerky before. Absolutely good stuff. All right. Well, I don't want to take us off the goose track, but. I do want to get Please a chance. Do. I want to get a chance to uh, talk to Ariel a little bit about uh, her archery. Oh yeah. Yes. So I understand that you're, you know, big bow hunter and you're loving it. What yes. uh, is it still just primarily whitetail that you're hunting archery with? This past archery season, I actually got my buck with my bow. Nice. My second buck. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Cool. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was actually a solo hunt again for me. So what I was doing is I was leaving work um, and I flew up to our camp in Linesville. And I think it was on the second or third day that I did that, that I had a buck come out. And again, I, I have no problem admitting and, you know, missing. Cause I think that's yeah. totally, real. you know, n- normal. It mm-hmm. happens to everyone. Um, the feeling of that definitely stinks, no, but not that right. buck, <laughs> that buck that i shot i actually missed the first time and he just kind of stood there and i thought for sure right then and there it was it was done for and he came back again again um and gave me a perfect broadside broadside shot and i was able to pull back and seal the deal now i wasn't sure because it was starting to get dark i wasn't sure if i made a you know a solid hit or not but you know that sound that the arrow makes when it hits a deer you just know that that's the right sound like a two by four hitting a wet garbage bag yes that's the sound (laughs) yep yes that's very good i like that i can't even picture it It sounds terrible in my head (laughs) (laughs) like a full garbage bag that's full of like a like like a wet you you can fill it with whatever you want bud but the bag is wet (laughs) Yeah, the bag's wet okay. on the outside. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. What about the inside? <laughs> the inside's bone dry. Okay. Yeah. Bone dry. Like bone dry on the inside. Yeah. They dipped a full garbage bag. <laughs> Do we have to go through it like this? Is the two by four like pressure treated? Or? <laughs> no, no, is, rough is this cut two by, two by four? Yeah, is this two by four nominal or? It's rough cut. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like Do you see what I have to deal with? That'll Ariel? get edited out. Honestly. No, not exactly. <laughs> not anymore. Not, not, not in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hear about it, this on Sunday. So, oh, yeah. out of out of curiosity, then were you were you hunting like the edge of a field, or um, what? What were you? Where was your stand at that you got two shots at the buck? Like, mm-hmm. so I actually was hunting in uh, um, 
our camp has like an open field area and then behind it it's got a couple acres of woods a uh, little more open woods but i was up in my tree stand and it borders um, like a neighboring property where it's real thick in there like okay. you can hardly see anything coming out of it that's how thick it was and you know he just kind of slowly came out and um, I, I couldn't believe it whenever I had, I mean, I was excited that I had a clean miss, but at the same time I was frustrated, you know, that oh, feeling of sure. <laughs> mixed emotions. Um, but whenever he came back out again and I made that shot and I, I swear that I thought I had missed again cause I saw him move. And the very first time that I shot a buck with my bow, I saw him bleed out like instantly. And to me, like I'd never shot anything else with my bow. So I thought that that's what you should see every time. And I didn't see that happen. So in my head, I was feeling so defeated. Like, did I really just miss this buck again at a perfect clean shot? Hmm. And, um, it was really dark by them. I, I waited in my tree stand for a while because I kind of tried to keep track of where he was headed. And I heard some sounds in the woods, but it was real thick. And again, I didn't want to spook it if I had shot it. So I went down and I was crawling around trying to find my arrow and where it would have been less. And, um, I did find my arrow and there was like this weird kind of coloration on the arrow. And I was like, like I saw a little bit of faint blood and I was like, was this a really bad shot? Like, I can't believe this just happened. Did I get a gut shot or what? It didn't smell. Um, so I actually pulled out for the night and didn't even bother go looking for the deer because I didn't want to spook it up. You know, if it was going to lay there and die, I wanted to let it lay there and die and not kick it up Good and not plan. be able to find it. That's the so, right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next day, um, I was actually, I had a, my father-in-law was able to get up there before me um, and we found the deer. He was right where I thought I heard him laying, rustling around. So I'm actually really glad that I did pull out when I did because yeah. it was him you know, crashing around in the woods there in the thicket. So that was probably the best thing ever because again, it was another solo hunt for me um, with my bow. The two bucks that I harvested with my bow were both solo hunts and it was very, very rewarding to be able to say that you harvest, you know, a deer alone, but also a buck with your bow is pretty exciting. Do you have anybody that you can call when you arrow a deer that will like drive an hour away and bring you honey buns and help you track it? And you just <laughs> sit in the truck while they drag it back to your truck for you. Um, probably I'm not no. saying I, ha- I'm not saying I have one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is I arrow deer and I call Will and he drives down and gets them for me. I'm very spoiled. Mows down, but I, I do have some. I do have a, a quick Uncle Catfish tip on how to get your first turkey with a bow if you'd like to hear it. Absolutely. Uh, um, so, set up a blind that's big enough to lay down in and lay your bow flat in front of you. Go ahead and lay down inside the blind, get rid of the chair, too. So, um, just go to sleep. And every time you just randomly wake up on a beautiful May morning, draw your bow back first and then just jump up in the blind and swing around and see if there's turkeys. And if there's not, let your bow down real easy and go ahead and go back to sleep. sleep. Yep. And that's, uh, it's worked for me once or twice. So I'm just like, I'm teaching Will. He's learning. Yeah. Take the edge off. I I don't doubt that at all. Honestly, that's always whenever you're sleeping or not paying attention. That's when everything happens. That's why it yeah. works. They have no clue. You can't get caught busted moving if you're sleeping. Yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> My snore sounds like a fighting purr. Well, that's it. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, they're very curious on what the snore is. 
They just come right into it. You just have to watch the black bears don't take it as a mating call. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you luck on getting a turkey with a bow. It is, it is a challenge, that's for sure. It definitely is. I, I can't wait for that moment to come, but I'll just have to wait again for next season. Speaking of black bear, uh, is that next on your list for PA harvesting, uh, Ariel? Uh, yes, absolutely. That is one of my, so here's, here's another scenario. You know, you, you always try to see what your, you know, whatever target species you're hunting, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to go hunt a black bear. Like I'm totally going to see a black bear. No, you see all the deer when mm-hmm. you're deer hunting, you see all the bear. So I actually, was it, it wasn't this bear season. I don't. No, it was two years ago. Um, we were putting on a drive during deer season. And wouldn't you know it that this big black bear came out of the woods into an open pipeline field area. Ah. I had it in my sight, <laughs> looking at it, perfect clean broadside shot, not running, just, you know, moseying through the grass, probably less than 100 yards away from me. And I had to watch it walk off. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the way it works. Story of my yep. life. I've I've been around there. I've seen them hunting, but I never seem to see them during deer se- or bear season. So hopefully someday. All right. Good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm actually hoping this this year might be my year because the uh, the wildlife management unit that I'm in has an extended bear season that runs the f- to the first Saturday of uh rifle that is nice and that's when doe opens up Mm -hmm. so i could actually if i get my doe tag drawn for there buck doe or bear that first saturday right now you're just showing off oh yeah hey hey, you're all invited 4d get a doe tag for (laughs) 4d and come up hey there's an area around here too where um kind of close to here where it's going to overlap you know bear for in deer so i'm hoping to you never know wouldn't that be something yeah Yeah. well the tip is if you guys want to find a bear during deer season, uh-huh. you just got to go find the thickest, nastiest mountain laurel swamp. Just go into it like, and just start walking around and get lost. Roll yourself in honey. The, the bear will come to you. Yeah. Roll yourself in honey. Roll yourself in honey hurts? first and then just that, go that, walking that's how, around. That's how it works. You know how I find bear? Do you know from experience? Um, yeah. Speaking from experience on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I find bear, bud? How's that? I go bass fishing. <laughs> Oh, I'm not kidding. Like I'm, not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The last bear I saw, I was bass fishing. Bears like a muskie. Wow. Yeah, just go bass fishing. Go bass fishing. <laughs> bear, it's bear. a it's a mammal a of a thousand casts. It's a <laughs> Ariel, there's there's three things that I have not yet harvested in Pennsylvania that I'd like to try to do, and you can tell me yes or no if they're out in your area. First, I'd like to have an albino groundhog. Oh, I know my. they exist. I'd like to get a white groundhog. Never seen one, but I've seen taxidermy mounts up. Are they out there? I have not seen one. Okay. Something else that I'd really like to add to the taxidermy wall. I've gotten some fox squirrels. I've gotten gray squirrels before. I'd really like to get a black squirrel, but they don't, they're not in our area. Right. We have fox squirrels and gray squirrels, but mm-hmm. they don't have black squirrels. Do you have any black squirrels in western Pennsylvania? I haven't seen any personally. Um, I know that up more... In like the mountain area, I know that my family has seen them before, but I've yet to see a black squirrel myself. So that would be really cool, though, to see, let alone get one. But yeah, definitely on the bucket list. You guys drove through like black squirrel central when you went up through Michigan. 
because I was in Michigan for like a four day long weekend. Did you see them up there? All over the place. Yeah, I saw. And them I Ohio asked somebody about time. it, and and they said, "Oh yeah, they're they're very common." Well, that's why I said in Ohio. You said Michigan. I figured she was out towards Ohio. Yeah, maybe they had I wish Deke was here because I think they have them in Maryland. Do they really? I think well, Deke would know. He I'd knows like everything. Get, I forget Maryland. what I was going to say. An albino groundhog, a black squirrel. Oh, and a and a dark phased coyote. Coyote. Yeah, that's that's oh. that's actually my unicorn. A uh, uh, all black coyote phase. That would be amazing. They see them around here, but they I've seen one in my lifetime, and they elude me constantly. Yep. <laughs> you know what my yeah. unicorn is? It's a unicorn. A horse with a horn on its head. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure they have them in Michigan, too. <laughs> we drove through Michigan for like 16 hours. We didn't... Here's like, I, I was amazed. I didn't see a single deer. Well, I, wow. thought, I thought Michigan, at least upper state Michigan, would have tons of deer, but we didn't see any along the highway. Well, Ariel, what's your dream hunt or your bucket list hunt that you really like to go on? Hmm. That's kind of tough. Um, let me think about that. Is so it I, outside PA? Well, so I guess for PA, I definitely want to try to get a black bear. I would rather try to get one here in my home state than pay to go somewhere out of state for one i want to try to get it here because it's it's hard it's very hard um so that's that's definitely my pa wish list as well as a coyote i missed two this year i've never seen them hunting and i missed two this year (laughs) oh wow no kidding i was turkey hunting and i only had turkey loads with me ah you got to get closer yeah that was heartbreaking yeah I know where there's an ornery black bear up north that we ran into six times a day. You can take down. Tried to he uh, he ate my cooler and tried to eat the other cooler. Wow. He was standing on the side of the RV looking at Will, yeah. sniffing Will's face through the mesh. Wow. Uh, that was insane. I'll keep it for the current. I'm sorry. Save it. Yeah, cool it. Save it. They're not. They have no fear of people though. Up that far north. No, no. They're just looking yeah. for a snack. And, but but uh, Kyle's right though. Black bears that I've seen in Pennsylvania have tended to be towards the thickets, the th- like the thick- thickest, nastiest culverts and, and hollows. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Tick infested woods. <laughs> they like ticks. They're their buddies. Yeah. <laughs> they they team up. <laughs> they have parties. So where? I think I think so. So uh, you know, outside of PA. No, you know, money's no money's object. no object. What's what's the thing that just you know you got believe do. it, believe it or not. And I know like money's not an option. You know, it's probably the most random one. But I would love to get a sandhill crane. Oh, that's no different. Kidding. We haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's Deke's deal. I was gonna say that was something Deke. I don't listen did. to anything he said. <laughs> <laughs> The Did he say that? Yeah, he wanted, take, oh, yeah, he wanted right? to take he wanted to take you along or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. My fault. Sorry, dude. Anyway, but yeah, Sandhill Crane. That what? Remember, he says it's like the flaming yawn of the sky, yeah. or, or um, Porterhouse or something. Delmonico. <laughs> Delmonico of the sky. Where would you go to do that at? Michigan just opened up a season, I think. Really? Yes. They're big birds. That's a lot right? closer. Oh, they are. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is that the thing we saw on the side of the road with the baby in Michigan? Remember? We saw two oh. big ch- birds with a baby. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Because I mean, it looks like it was a great herring, but it's brown. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the cartoons always they're, said they were brought by storks. Now you're telling me they're sandhill cranes. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's that's yeah. what I was they're, taught when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm we lost. actually had them out. We had some of them out. Like, we, they for some reason, the area that I'm at, um, just down the road from our house, we see them often. They come here every year. They're so cool to watch. I mean, just seeing them land is just amazing and there's they're oh my gosh when they start squawking and calling it's the most crazy sound ever you think that they're right on top of you and they're like five miles away what do they so sound just, like <laughs> like pterodactyls <laughs> <laughs> well the cranes at lake mead sound like pterodactyls and the one landed yeah. in a tree the other morning about took the tree out really yeah, yeah. oh man they're they're loud but uh, they I, are the bulk of the you see on TV and stuff. Come, they come out of Texas. There's no season yes. in Pennsylvania yep. for them. Nope, unfortunately. I don't, I don't think so. No. Hmm. We got everything else. Well, I think that that's yeah, an yeah. that's an awesome bucket list hunt. That's yeah. something yeah. we haven't heard yeah. before, and cool. I, that's super cool. I was really yeah, hoping thanks. you would say an albino groundhog with Uncle Catfish, but you did not say that. <laughs> That's number two. But I, I mean, it literally was a sign to go hunt these things with you because as you were talking, I hate to make a you know a pun at the Little Mermaid, but I literally hear birds singing behind you in the background, like you just attract nature. I can hear it through your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are carrying on out here. They are. <laughs> She's like little snow. She's like Snow White yeah. instead of Ariel. Yeah. She's got the magic. Mm. I ha- I'm also gathering all the mosquitoes too. So, oh, tell me about them. I gather them for a living. <laughs> they, they follow that- Buck around and they have parties on his shoulders. Literally, next time I go to Canada, I'm bringing a blood bank with you me. You should get a new job. Man. He's a mosquito party planner. Yeah. Uh, it's for a living. Ariel, I'll help you update your resume. The planner and the host. Ariel, uh, you have anything big coming up in the in the near future that we need to be aware of that our listeners should be paying attention to? Going to be traveling a lot more to Ohio and out towards you guys for some snow geese a lot more this year. Um, I'm just going to try to get outdoors a lot more and do some more hunting trips and hopefully get to travel a lot more um, to some new spots and scouting some more I'm just trying to hunt as much as I can well you're welcome to come down here and hunt geese with us in February but you'd have to plan it at the same week as the Great American Outdoor Show and we'll take you hunting how's that sound I would love that there you go you can count me in and I will take you guys striper fishing how about that oh it's a deal. Stevie, get back in the house. Perfect. We have another Wait podcast. A I, that's not a good deal. Stevie gets to go striper fishing, and, and I get to go lay in the snow in February. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good deal. Minus whatever. Stevie's like, yeah, it's on. Yep. Uh, Catfish will take it. You're like, hunting in the snow. The invite's always <laughs> open, Ariel. Want. Come on out east. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be heading a lot more out east now with trying to get some snow geese and more geese. So that's it's going to cool. be trying to get permission to hunt places and just overall scouting. So you work with some pretty cool outdoor companies now, right, Ariel? Yes, want, I do. I have, yeah. You go ahead and give a shout out to those folks. Uh, Ducks Waterfowl, for sure. Uh, definitely I one of my favorites. Also, I love to use Widowmaker Lures. Moses Family Jerky. I just finally tried them, and oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I my 
everyone has their favorite snack in the blind, right? I mean, mm-hmm. your most iconic thing, well, jerky's mine. So I'm just in hog heaven over here, <laughs> stocking up, <laughs> purchasing all that I can. And We literally just took them out fishing this weekend and videoed some That's stuff. awesome. Did some stuff for them. Yeah, they're, they're really cool people. Make a great yeah. product. Yep. It's different. It's just a different jerky. Yeah. yeah. What did you say mm-hmm. last week? It's pure steak. It's just pure steak. Yeah. It's pure steak. Pure steak. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many places you can go in the outback, like way out, like we were. Mm-hmm. Like once you hit nowhere, it's another 10-hour drive. Right. And <laughs> literally open up a bag and, and like just eat a steak. Like yeah. it's, it's different. It, it's, it's just, it's good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Saved my life a couple of days. Did it? Thank you, Moses Family Jerky. <laughs> yes. There was a tragedy, though. We did lose one bag. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, that was in the cooler of the Black Bear stole, yeah. and I think that was the first thing he munched on, because on the way in the trail, that was the first thing we found. Oh, yeah. Then my pliers and my fillet knife, oh. then the ripped up cooler, but oh. he, he got the jerky first. He licked the bag, like, inside and that's, out. Like, it was... That's one smart bear. It was clean. <laughs> and he sent it back to them to reuse it. And he left a note asking for more, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very man. Cool. Miss awesome. Ariel, we're running up on time here. We really appreciate it, and uh, it's great talking to you. Unfortunately, but before you go, is there any other way that we can find you other than Instagram? So right now, you can definitely look on my Instagram for sure. Um, I also have another account. It's not really. You can find some more out our traveling adventures between my husband and I. Um, PAOH Outdoors. Still kind of working on growing that and we have some more stuff we're trying to plan for that right now um we're working with one of my friends um groups right now backroad boutique she does vinyl decals and everything so we're working with her um see a lot more of our stuff and our hunts on her page as well and then um on facebook i mean if you just want to even find me on there too i post a lot of my um hunting trips adventures everything on there as well so cool. definitely instagram though that's my favorite thing to to talk to everybody with. Yeah, yeah, right on. All right. Awesome. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us this evening. Yeah, Eric. thank you. It's been great. Keep it up, Thank Eric. you guys so much. Thank you. It was so great talking with you all. We appreciate your time. Thank right, you. Take care. Thank you. Ryan. Yes, sir. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us at ruttandriverpursuits.com. Of course, all your social media platforms, just search Rut and River Pursuits. Check out the YouTube page, Rut and River Pursuits Podcast. 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 And the podcast itself can be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Castbox, all the good ones. All the good ones. Yeah. And Libsyn. And I keep saying this, but don't forget, check us out and follow us individually because there's always something going on with the entire group. At Pass Through Archery. Yep. At Will Miser. Yeah, right. <laughs> At Archie Buck. Yep. Stevie Miser. No, it's not Stevie Miser. It's the Steve. <laughs> I Steve. thought it was Little Stevie Miser. No, it's not that. Yeah, good luck on. finding him at Little Stevie Miser. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and try. <laughs> and right. don't forget, guys, <laughs> if you're feeling crazy, go ahead and leave us a review because um, we love seeing the feedback and always are looking to give you guys what you want. Perfect. All right. She hey. Hunts PA. Thanks, Ariel. Thanks, Ariel. See you. Thank you, guys. Later. Peace. Rig weedless. You got right. this, Bucky. She, she hunts paw. She hunts paw. What's a what's a paw? <laughs> <laughs>
It's like a foot. It's at the end of the bear's arm. <laughs> bear arm? No, deer with bear paws. What season is paw? Uh, All right, let's tighten. Yeah, come on. You guys are giving me the giggles. You're getting Here we all go. Loosey goosey. Snow geese taste like snake steak. Snake. They they taste like snake <laughs> steak. Snake. Snow geese taste. <laughs> that will be edited. Yeah. <laughs> Snow geese. Buck, st- buck, buck made. When he laughs, I laugh. Buck snorted. Buck snorted. He's holding up a he's holding up a koozie in front of his face because he can't look at me. I'm sorry.